It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily source of all things BYU athletics. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be previewing the Boise State game for BYU football in the first segment. In the second segment, we'll share some thoughts on BYU basketball's exhibition win over Westminster last night. And then finally, we'll wrap things up with quick hits where we catch up on all the other teams in the BYU athletic department and where they will be in action this weekend. Thank you for downloading the show. Just to let you know, today's show brought to you by Vivid Seats and our good friends at Sling TV. We'll tell you about those two companies here in a moment. But without further ado, let's get going. BYU and Boise State renewing acquaintances once again this season. A long-standing series. Uh, the most um, common opponent BYU has on their independent schedule outside of Utah State. These two teams have been meeting every year since BYU went independent in 2011. They'll continue to meet yearly, annually, until 2023. It's a big rivalry. It's a regional rivalry. I would peg it third behind Utah and Utah State for BYU. Your opinion might differ. If you have opinions on this game, please feel free to send them in to me. I'd love to hear from you guys. Get your predictions for this game. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch or at Locked on Cougars. Um, tomorrow night's game, 8-15 Mountain Time kickoff. Out there at Albertson Stadium, game scheduled to be televised on ESPN2. Weather should be decent for this game, all things considered. I believe the forecast is for the 50s in Boise tomorrow. Uh, Shouldn't be too much weather in the forecast either. So ideal playing conditions on the blue, as the natives like to call it up there in the City of Trees. I'm excited for this game. BYU enters the game as of recording of this podcast as a 13.5 point underdog, so about two touchdowns according to the Vegas odds makers, and I can see why they do that. Uh, BYU, of course, coming off a game where they only scored six points. Uh, The odds makers are not going to reward them for their offensive ineptitude in a loss to Northern Illinois, who has offensive issues of their own. Boise State enters this game. High-flying offense. Brett Rippon, uh, the star quarterback for Boise State, seemingly been at Boise State forever, but that's because he's a four-year starter. He is finally a senior this year, and he is on track to set a record against BYU. Um, Well, it depends on his average, if he gets to his average. Uh, Rippon, who is averaging 320 yards per game on the season, he needs 250 yards to become the Mountain West Conference all-time passing yardage leader. That would break the record set by San Diego State's Ryan Lindley, who threw for 12,690 yards. Rippon has 12,441 entering the game, so he will be setting that record, if not in this game against BYU, shortly thereafter. I'm excited to see what Rippon's got against BYU. He's had some decent games against the Cougars, and 
I will see what he does on uh, does on Saturday night. He has 33 um, career wins, which is actually one better than Max Hall, the former BYU star quarterback. That's the most career wins as a starting quarterback in Mountain West Conference history. He's tied with Hall for the most 300-yard passing games in a career with 20. He is the focal point of this offense, and we'll see if BYU is able to get to the quarterback. This is a game that's going to depend on BYU's ability to get in Rippon's face, be able to disrupt him, because he's got uh, three wide receivers who have over 500 yards receiving. The top guy is Sean Modster. Great player. I actually love watching Modster play. He leads the Broncos with 43 receptions for 642 yards and four touchdowns on the year. Of course, Boise also has stout running backs each and every year. This year's um, version of that is Alex Madison. He has rushed for 637 yards and eight touchdowns on the season. So not necessarily the biggest output for their running backs this year with a lot of running backs. We think of Jay Ajayi back in the day going for 1,200, 1,400 yards in a season for Boise. Madison, a little bit slower start, but he's on track. If he continues to play well through November, could have a 1,000-yard season. Um, Of course, this game, BYU, can they generate more offense? The Boise State defense, folks, is beat up. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you ask any Boise fan, they will tell you about it. Um, Standout players such as Jalen Walker, probably their top cornerback, he is out indefinitely, not expected to play against BYU. Uh, Sonatane Louie, nose tackle. He missed last game against the Air Force. He is questionable to play this week. Uh, uh, DeAndre Pierce, their star safety, he is out for the season expected to be due to a lacerated spleen. That sounds awful. Uh, Best of luck to him in recovering. David Moa, another star defensive tackle for Boise State, was expected to have a big year this year and looking to go to the NFL. He suffered a calf injury in September and has been out since and expected to miss the rest of the year. So we're talking big-time names on this Boise State defense, some of their their top contributors out for this game. Uh, A local connection, Durant Miles, defensive end. He played at Bingham High School, signed with Boise State out of high school a while back. I believe he's actually a senior this year, so it's been a while. But Durant Miles, defensive end, he um, suffered an injury and missed the second half of the Air Force game and is questionable for this week going against one of his hometown teams, so to say, being a Bingham High grad. We'll hopefully see Durant Miles out on the field. He's been a great player. He's got, I believe, four and a half sacks on this season. So he's had a good year so far. But getting back to the point, BYU's offense should have a chance to move the ball against this Boise State defense. They've allowed over 400 yards to their last three opponents despite winning those games. Of course, those opponents were Colorado State. Oh, sorry, we'll start in order. They went at Nevada. They won the game 31-27, to a tight game there in Reno, versus CSU at Albertson Stadium. They blew out the Rams 56-28, to and most recently going on the road last week and holding on to be Air Force 48-38. to So they've given up a bunch of points. I mentioned over 400 yards to each of those offenses. So BYU, if they're not able to score more than six points against this defense, we'll know something is seriously wrong. As I mentioned on previous versions of this podcast earlier this week, I believe Northern Illinois might be the second or third best defense BYU will face this year. If Boise State was healthy, had all of their horses 
on the defensive side of the ball. I would put them top four, but with all the injuries that Boise State is dealing with on the defensive side of the ball, BYU should have success moving the ball. I'm not going to pick BYU to win. I'm not going to lie. I'll give you my full prediction later on in this show, but I believe BYU's offense should have a better day moving the ball. Giving you some statistical numbers for you. So Brett Rippon, like I mentioned, looking to set uh, career records all over the Mountain West Conference record books. He has an incredible touchdown to interception ratio right now. 23 touchdowns on the year just compared to five interceptions. Absolutely ripping it up. So we'll see what he is able to do. I mentioned the three or the three wide receivers that are averaging over 500 yards. Those are Sean Modster, A.J. Richardson, and John Hightower. C.T. Thomas, also another guy. He is about 350 yards on the season. So some guys that are going to be able to put up some points here. I'm interested to see if BYU can hold Boise State down on defense, but that goes back to what I said previously. Can you get to the quarterback? Can you get in Brett Rippon's face and force him to get rid of the ball and make him uncomfortable? If BYU's lack of pass rush shows up again this week, BYU is dead in the water, in my opinion. They have to show what they did against Hawaii, get in the quarterback's face, uh, use Bronson, not Bronson Kafusi. Oh, wow, that was a throwback. Use Corbin Kafusi as that middle linebacker. Stand him up and put him in the middle and force Harson, uh, Brian Harson, and the rest of the Boise State staff to reconsider what they're having Brett Rippon do throwing the ball. I'm not sure that's the exact answer because Rippon is a true. Uh, pocket passer he has the ability to escape the pocket but we're not talking a dual threat in the mold of Khalil Tate etc that BYU has faced this year he'll run when absolutely necessary but he'd rather make plays with his big arm down the field and BYU is gonna have to be ready to slow it down because if they're not could be a long day for the Cougars in a place where they've never won. Four previous games on the blue at Albertson Stadium. BYU has come away 0-4. Only one of those games, surprisingly enough, um, was a blowout loss. The other games have all been decided by one point. Uh, some of the more famous games, the 7-6 to game that BYU lost under Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, incredible fourth uh, four-down four goal line stand from the BYU defense in that game. Will live on in BYU uh, lore forever. I'm, I'm not convinced that BYU has enough offense to win this game, but we'll, we'll see if the defense can keep BYU in the game and give the offense a chance at the very least. Like I mentioned, Boise State defense absolutely been beat up. They're, BYU should be able to get yards and points on these guys. I'm just not convinced it'll be enough to uh, get a win because Boise State plenty potent in that passing game led by Brett, Brett Rippon. All right, there's my some of my analysis of the Boise State Broncos. Let me know what you guys think. I'd be happy to get your reaction to the podcast, what you think of this game. Hit me up at Jacob C. Hatch or at Locked on Cougars. Search us out on Facebook, Locked on Cougars there as well. Join the community there and join the conversation. 
All right, we will take a time out here. We'll come back, talk a little BYU basketball. Uh, Dave Rose and his team in action last night, uh, finishing up their exhibition schedule, and they'll be getting ready for a big-time season opener against 7th-ranked Nevada next Tuesday. We'll break down that Westminster win here in a moment. do want to tell you about one of today's sponsors on the show, and that is our good friends at Vivid Seats. If you're a BYU football fan or a basketball fan and want to go see the Cougars in action, Vivid Seats is the place to get your tickets for that. Listeners to the Locked on Cougars podcast can watch their favorite teams and artists and theater performances in person, giving you the experiences that last you a lifetime. Great prices, easy purchasing experience when you work with Vivid Seats. And if you use the promo code Locked On, Locked On Podcast listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if you are a first time customer of Vivid Seats. Want to go out and watch BYU on Senior Day against New Mexico State? Want to watch them in any of their big basketball games? Gonzaga coming into town later this season? Use, use the promo code Locked On. You can save some money when you're ordering those tickets. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter the promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed up by a 100% guarantee. Once again, use the promo code Locked On. Save yourself some money using the promo code Locked On with Vivid Seats. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked on Cougars. Of course, this podcast can be found all in all of your major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You can even tell your smart speakers, whether it's Google, Alexa from Amazon, whatever you got, tell it to play podcast Locked on Cougars and you can find us there. Thanks again for joining me. If you're new to the show, we are your daily one-stop shop for all things BYU athletics, getting insider knowledge and information that you can only find right here on this podcast. BYU basketball last night finished up their preseason or exhibition portion of their schedule with a easy 72-43 win over Westminster from Salt Lake City. So BYU now getting ready for their season opener next Tuesday night when they take on 7th-ranked Nevada. Big-time game. We're going to talk about this Westminster game for a moment, then we'll give you a little bit of a preview of Nevada as well. But BYU, um, double-figure scoring from four players in this game. Of course, Yoli Childs, who is going to be the heart and soul of this BYU basketball team this year, led the way with a double-double of 14 points and 14 rebounds. TJ Hawes had 11 points. 
points. Tashir Hardnett added 10. And Dalton Nixon also added 10 points for BYU. And Gavin Baxter, he's a guy that I'm very excited for. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time when we have talked basketball, I like to bring his name up a lot because I believe he's the modern basketball player. Six foot nine, a wingspan that reaches into the seven foot plus range, can jump out of the gym. He staffed the uh, stat ledger last night, eight points on four of four shooting. Uh, I believe four rebounds, three blocks. Good to see Gavin Baxter having an impact because I think he is going to uh, have a big impact on BYU's success or failure this season simply due to his ability to do so many different things that other guys on this roster don't necessarily do. Uh, BYU finishing up their exhibition season like we mentioned and It's good to see BYU get a relatively easy win in their second exhibition game. I know St. Martin's gave them a lot of trouble last week with their hot shooting from outside. It was good to see BYU kind of settle in, especially on defense, and make sure that this was was a no-doubter. 72-43 the final. So... Good to see the Cougars, yeah, just rounding into form. They're getting ready for a big-time game. Number 7 ranked Nevada next Tuesday night. It's going to be televised on CBS Sports Network. I believe it's a 9 o'clock Mountain Time tip-off. Oh, yeah, at 9 o'clock Mountain Time, it's 8 o'clock Pacific Time there in Reno at the Lawler Event Center. Carter Blackburn on the call for CBS Sports Network. Of course, Greg Rubel and Mark Durant will have the call on the BYU Sports Radio Network. I'm not necessarily expecting a win, nor should any BYU fan, because, of course, Nevada, loaded with NBA talent, has got a stellar recruiting class joining that core. Uh, The Martin Twins, I believe, is it Cody Martin, who is the preseason All-American for Nevada? So... BYU, I'm not expecting a win Tuesday night, but they do have their first opportunity of the season to make some noise uh, when it comes to the national scene of college basketball. It will be opening night. The problem is uh, BYU, of course, and the rest of college basketball, I don't know why they did this or if they didn't, if they failed to see it, whatever. It's election night. So midterm elections and any of you that pay attention to politics know how crazy this election cycle has been, even though it's not a presidential election. So I'm wondering how much attention this will actually get and run nationally. But BYU, if they're able to go to Reno, upset Nevada Reno on their home court, Man, would that be a start for BYU. BYU also set to face a top 15 ranked, preseason ranked Mississippi State squad as well as a top 5 ranked Gonzaga team in the conference schedule when it comes to West Coast Conference play. I think BYU has done some good things this year with their non-conference schedule coming up. We've mentioned that Nevada opens this season. They'll be uh, playing in-state opponents, UVU, Utah State, Utah, Weber State. you got your four in-state games. They're also going to be playing that game at Mississippi State, like I previously mentioned. A Houston team that has been very good the last couple of years comes to Provo. They also face teams like Rice and Oral Roberts. So... I think Dave Rose and his team, oh, I also failed to mention uh, UNLV and San Diego State, two longtime former WAC and Mountain West rivals for BYU, also on this schedule. So 
the non-conference schedule for BYU sets themselves up. If they're able to have success against it, they could find themselves in a good place at the end of the year. The issue is, can you go out and win these games and get those quadrant one wins as the NCAA tournament committee likes to term them? First chance you get is against Nevada. The good news is BYU comes into it on the heels of two wins, uh, 92-71 over St. Martins, also beating Westminster 72-43 last night. So best of luck to Dave Rose's team. We'll have more for you on Tuesday for this game. We'll get a preview of it to get you more thoughts on the Nevada Wolfpack. I'm excited to see this game, just be, just to kind of see the um, test of, we know how good Nevada has been. They were very good. They made a run in the NCAA tournament last year. Now, where does BYU stand in relation to them? Exhibition season can give you a false sense of what, what a team is going to be. So we'll see what happens when they're on the road at Nevada with a hostile crowd going against the Cougars. All right, that's some thoughts on the basketball program. We'll come back, catch you up on the other teams in the BYU Athletic Department. Also, give you my prediction for the BYU football game against Boise State, as we always do. I welcome all of your predictions as well. Hit me up at Jacob C. Hatch or also with the show Twitter feed at Locked On Cougars. Happy to interact with you there. If you are interested in emailing me regarding advertising or just questions or even your predictions, you can do that by emailing me at Locked On. On BYU at gmail.com would be happy to speak with you there as well. Before we go, do need to tell you about Sling TV. Sling TV is your best bet when you want to watch college football and all of your favorite TV. It's all a cart TV. You pick the channels you want. There's no useless channels. You pick what you want with Sling TV, they'll tell you how much you have to pay. For just $30 a month, you get all the Sports networks, ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more that allow you to watch all the college football you want. You can stream it on your big screen and across all of your favorite devices. Of course, Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. There are no long-term contracts with Sling. You can cancel at any time. Also, no hidden fees. What they say you're going to pay is what you're going to pay, and that's the best part about it. If you want to see if it might be the right option for you, Locked On Cougars listeners can get a free seven-day trial with Sling TV by going to slingit.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Check it out, guys. A free seven-day trial to see if it's the right option for you. Once again, check it out at sling.com slash locked on. Quick hits next. You are locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. as we close out today's show thank you for tuning in for another week of Cougar Sports it's been a blast to bring this Locked On Cougars podcast to you Uh, we're running up I believe we've entered our fourth month officially with the show 
numbers continue to rise and climb. And I want to thank each and every one of you who have listened to this show and thank you for your continued support. Uh, catching up on the other teams in the BYU Athletic Department that are in action this weekend here in this final segment. Uh, the BYU men's and women's swimming and diving teams are in Las Vegas this weekend at the Buchanan Natatorium taking on UNLV. Uh, that's taking place tonight and tomorrow. So best of luck to the men's and women's swimming and diving teams there. The men's tennis team began uh, play in the Kramer Club Invitational in the Rolling Hills Estates, California. It's at the Jack, Jack Kramer club so best of luck to brad pierce's team there of course uh byu women's soccer will be in action tomorrow they're on the road we mentioned that they have clinched the ncaa tournament berth by beating at number six ranked at the time santa clara a uh, big time bounce back season for byu women's soccer so hats off to jennifer rockwood and her team uh, they get their final regular season match this Saturday, tomorrow. Uh, it'll be at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. They're in Los Angeles to take on Loyola Marymount. The game will be broadcast on the W.TV. You also can catch it on the BYU Sports, uh, their BYU Sports Network that they have on various channels around the state. Um, at the same time tomorrow night, the number one ranked BYU women's volleyball team is at home. They're taking on the San Diego Toreros. I believe the last team to actually take a set off of BYU is San Diego. They've been sweeping everybody, it seems like, during this season. But San Diego's the last team to take a set away from BYU. They will be in the Smith Fieldhouse. They set a record last time with the amount of fans that showed up. We'll see if they can reset it this weekend, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. That game will be broadcast on BYU TV, and you can catch all the action there. The BYU women's volleyball team, truly impressive what they have put together this season, and they just continue to get it done. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They just get it done, and that's I think that's something to be said for it. I know there's been some talk on Twitter of, okay, well, how good is this team really, blah, 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 blah. I don't care what you have to say. Uh except for the fact that BYU took care of business against the top-ranked teams that they played early this season. They beat everybody put in front of them, including, at the time, number one-ranked Stanford. BYU took that number one ranking, and they haven't relinquished it. So hats off, once again, to Heather Olmstead and her team. There's a great piece on BYUCougars.com, the Athletes Journal that they've uh, started a series with. Roni Jones-Perry, uh, star outside hitter for BYU Women's Volleyball, is the subject this week. So go to BYU cougars.com you can read that there just give you an update on some um, early action that'll be happening next week the men's golf team plays their final fall tournament of the season they'll be at pebble beach um, california playing at poppy hills golf course they're on the monterey peninsula uh, taking on saint mary's in a men's golf tournament out there so it should be a fun chance for byu the weather there at monterey can be absolutely wild so we'll see how the men's team fares but they are nationally ranked and they've played very well this fall so best of luck to Bruce Brockbank and his team as they begin play in that tournament on Monday all right I know this is the moment you've all been waiting for my prediction for BYU and Boise State tomorrow and my picks this year have not been great I'm not gonna lie uh eight games in I would guess that I've probably said about BYU at 400 uh, 500 on the season four and four with my picks the line for this game as of recording of this podcast is 13 and a half points. I think that's too high. 
That's just my opinion. You may differ. If you're a Boise State fan, I would expect that you to differ with me on that opinion. But I think BYU is going to cover the spread in this game. I mentioned in the first segment there, Boise State's defense absolutely has been beat up. Some of their best players have been hurt. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, their star linebacker, left school early, became a first-round draft pick of the Dallas Cowboys. This is a Boise State defense that is not putting up much resistance the last few weeks against teams that I believe BYU would be favored against. Most notably, I would favor them probably against Colorado State and as a narrow favorite against Nevada. Uh, Air Force might be more of an even game in my opinion, but I might even favor BYU there. So getting back to my original point, BYU should be able to move the ball against Boise State. Will they move it enough and score enough to win this game? I'm not convinced of that. But I do believe that 13.5 points is too many points to the home team in this game. And I get why they did it, because BYU, absolutely disgraceful six points against Northern Illinois. But I'm going to take this game, and I think that Boise State's going to win it. Let's get that out there first. I think Boise State will win it 30-24. to 24. So it'll be BYU by six points. I think BYU can move the ball. They should move the ball. If they don't move the ball, then we can really be concerned about games coming up against UMass, New Mexico State, and most notably Utah. The chase is on for bowl eligibility for BYU. You win this game against Boise State. It would kind of fit with the up and down nature that BYU has played um, up and down all year long. It would kind of just fit into this to the storyline, upsetting a, upsetting a Wisconsin team, but losing at home to Cal in Northern Illinois, uh, beating Arizona. You get what I'm saying. You've watched these games. But if BYU wins this game tomorrow night, they're almost assuredly going bowling. You lose this game, then you got to win your next two most almost assuredly to get to bowl eligibility. Lot riding in this final month of the season. I'm excited to bring it to you guys. I thank you guys each and every day for downloading this podcast. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review. And I thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for tuning into the show. Once again, today's show brought to you by our friends at Vivid Seats and also Sling TV. We'll be back on Monday breaking down the film from Boise State. Um, hopefully, I actually have a reaction podcast for you tomorrow night, pending where I'm at and what I'm doing. I'll hopefully get something out for you. If not, Monday's show will recap what I took away from the Boise State game. And of course, you can always weigh in as well at Jacob C. Hatch at Locked On Cougars on Twitter. Thanks again for downloading the show. This has been Locked On Cougars for November 2nd, 2018. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.